0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio—the multi-award-winning Niall Boylan show.
1: Classic hits.
0: But the first thing I wanted to get to was quite serious, uh, and you know, serious but bonkers in a way, I suppose. And I put it up on Twitter last night, and I referred to government leaders—not necessarily in this country, but around the world, and particularly the UK. And Ashley kind of had a bit of a bash at me this morning. She said, No, you shouldn't have called them psychopaths." I'm sorry, they are psychopaths. Any government who believes this is a good idea, they're clearly psychopathic. They're nuts. They're off their heads. They're bonkers. They're not even thinking straight. But mind you, most of us have known that for the last eight months anyway, that some of the decisions that have been made around COVID-19 have been bonkers. But the latest one, and if if it's anything to go by, by the way, we will most likely do the same because the Irish government seemed to do everything that Britain do. We've always done that. And during COVID-19, we've done more or less the same thing as well. They followed us a bit. We follow them a little bit. You know what I mean? So Matt Hancock, who is their kind of Stephen Donnelly, if that's even possible that there's another Stephen Donnelly, but he is their Stephen Donnelly, so to speak. Matt Hancock faced a furious backlash today after the bonkers plan... Um, that he said that he was going to give everybody £500 pounds if they tested positive for COVID-19. Now, the proposal, which would cost £450 million a week, is aimed at encouraging people, <coughs> pardon me, and more people to undergrow swabs and self-isolate to stop the spread of COVID-19. Detailed on an official policy paper, he said it is to be the preferred position of Matt Hancock's Department of Health. In a round of interviews this morning, Environmental Secretary George Eustace refused to rule out the plan entirely, saying the ministers were looking at reasons why people were avoiding isolating with COVID symptoms. The 500 payment, 500 euro or pound, it's about 700 euro payment for English residents, would only apply, but would it apply irrespective of age, employment status or ability to work from home. So it doesn't matter who you are, you get it. Another option proposes paying 500 only to those who can't work from home. And a further radical idea suggests pay uh, paying affected people their usual earnings instead of the 500. But this could, of course, be difficult to calculate or assess, particularly for those who are self-employed. So in other words, if you earned a grand a week, they give you a grand a week if you self-isolate. Um, now, the idea of the plan is to encourage people to come forward for testing, to gauge the spread of COVID and observe all the positive cases around the country. There is no doubt Absolutely no doubt it will be abused by less scrupulous people and certain people who will go out of their way to get COVID. And already after the suggestion this morning, i seen on Twitter and other places, young people in particular suggesting COVID parties where they would identify a COVID person and they would all hang around with him for the day. You know, with obviously the ability to catch COVID from them so they could all get the £500 payment. That is what would happen. There are people out there who will purposely go around licking COVID people just to get COVID-19 so they can get a five, the 500 quid. Now, I understand the principle behind it. And we have the same problem here in Ireland. And the problem we have is that many people in the private sector, particularly because you're in the public sector, you get paid anyway. You don't lose out financially, generally speaking. But in the private sector, those in restaurants in bars and everywhere else or those, your electrician, for example, in the message last night, I'll read out to you in a second, like your electrician, your plumbers, and all those other people, if they get COVID, they're not going to go forward for a test. Unless they feel unwell, they're most likely not going to go forward because they lose out. They can't go to work. They can't put food on the table. They can't pay their mortgage. They can't pay their rent. All those kind of things have to be taken into consideration. And in some sense, although we're responsible, you can't blame those people for feeling like that. So they're going, oh, I'm not going for a COVID test. Chase, I can't. i mean, in work this week. I feel fine. I'm grand. So they avoid at all costs going for a COVID test. People feel a little bit unwell, a bit of a cold. And by the way, nine times out of 10, they probably just have a cold. But in saying that, according to the government, everybody should feel like everybody else has COVID. That's a kind of way of pitting human beings against each other. But anyway, also paying somebody to go for a test is not going to guarantee they will self-isolate. Have the government even thought about this? So the uh, the problem at the moment is people are not self-isolating. So Joey the plumber goes and he gets a test, and he's positive, and we give him 500 quid, and we go, off you go now, Joey, self-isolate for two weeks. So he's just not going to anyway, if that was the way he felt. He's only going to get the 500 quid. So I don't believe it's going to make an ounce of difference, apart from inflating figures. And it gets the government to have more figures, more positive cases. Also, by the way, I've been looking online there and I noticed the WHO have now issued new guidelines to all governments in relation to PCR testing saying to reduce the amount of false positives, they need to reduce the amount of cycles. Um, So clearly the WHO accept that there is a lot of false positives. Um, But I don't know whether governments have taken this on board. I think it was on the 14th of January they issued this, um, these new guidelines to governments around the world. But I don't know if governments around the world are doing it because Killian de by his own admission, head of NEF, said we were doing 35 to 40 cycles. And yet some of the best experts in the world on PCR testing said it's completely inaccurate at at that kind of level, that it will pick up everything, including, as one expert suggested online, four different types of coronaviruses and doesn't identify which one is which. In other words, you may just have a common cold. That has been suggested by some scientists, other scientists may disagree with that. But I think the WHO have suggested reducing those cycles. But I would love to know from the HSE and from the Irish government, have we reduced the amount of cycles on recommendation from the WHO? Because in turn, that would reduce the amount of cases that we're actually getting. Anyway, getting back to what I'm talking about. Can you understand why people don't want to get tested? And let me give you one example, right? I read this out last night. We kind of did it as a topic. We're asking, was somebody responsible? And it says, hi Nile. last week I got mild cold symptoms and decided to get a COVID test. The test came back positive and I was telling a couple of my friends in case they needed to isolate. One of my friends is self-employed and he begged me not to tell the HSE that I was a close contact. He was with me for uh, three days previous uh, to the test uh, for about an hour each day and we were as close as possible. uh, But he has no symptoms. He's an electrician and he works for himself and told me that he's just started a three week job and he would lose over 2000 euro if he didn't do it and he can't afford to go on the PUP payment as he has a mortgage and family to feed. The HSE called and I'll be honest I didn't give his name but I feel so guilty now but if I had given his name I would have lost a friend. I know he's going to work what will I do? I feel bad. And that was the topic we did last night was that person being irresponsible so that clearly points out that there are Thousands of people across the country who might even feel a bit unwell, a little bit of a cold symptoms or whatever, sore throat, they're not getting a COVID test because they're working and they're afraid they might have to stay at home for 14 days. Or maybe they're not working, they just don't want to stay at home for 14 days. Now, remember, of course, nobody stands outside your door for the 14 days. But in saying that, people might know and start judging you and all that kind of carry on. So I'm asking you, would this work to pay people, to give people money? to actually uh, go in and have a test and be positive? Would it work to pay people to be positive? It's <laughs> bizarre to even say it, doesn't it? The number is 87 188 That's 87 In political history, in all the times I've worked on radio, this has to be the stupidest of ideas ever. But I'm sure there are people out there who will disagree with me and say, oh, well, no, I'm alone, I think it'll get people to come forward. Tommy, you're on Classic Hit. Say you doing, Tommy. Oh, you, Niall? How are you? Tommy, is is it my imagination, or is this the stupidest idea in the history of politics?
1: Um, when I heard it first, I thought this is absolutely crazy. It's like an incentive to pay people to uh, almost get the virus. But I was actually looking up on the BBC website uh, this morning, and I, I I see the reasons behind it. I still don't agree with it, but I, I the payment is actually um, for people to self isolate. Mm. But the problem with it is that I don't know in Ireland um, is it a legal requirement to self isolate? It's not. It's not
0: a legal requirement. It's a guideline.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, in other words, like if you if you if you tested positive for COVID tomorrow and decided to go off out and you know go for a drive and go for a walk or go to the shops or mind you, if you live in your own, there is there is um, exemptions within the the, the self isolation where if you live in your own, you are allowed to go to a shop as long yeah. as you wear a mask yeah. for essentials. Yeah. But if you yeah. if you just kind of went on about your life yeah. and you were stopped by a guard, he can't actually fine you or charge you with anything.
1: That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. But it, it, but in England, actually, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it is actually a legal requirement to self-isolate, and it's been a legal requirement since last September, mm. you see. Well, I suppose so, it's a moral requirement apart from
0: anything else, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you see, if people aren't heeding um, the requirements or the legal requirements at the moment in England, which obviously they're not, they're not going to do it for, you know, like hundreds. And well, Yeah, well, yeah but the
0: problem they're saying in England, it's not... That they're, you know, if people are testing positive, maybe they are staying at home for fourteen days. But the problem is, the majority of people who are close contacts or who may have a bit of a sniffle or a sore throat or whatever are not going for a test because, yeah. you know, a lot of people. And I gave the example of somebody who's self-employed, for example, and yeah. you know, and the the, the 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 well, over here it's three hundred uh, euro. I'm not too sure what the COVID payment is in the United Kingdom, but it's a lot less. I think it's just not going to cut the mustard. That's not going to pay your bills.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know yeah. what I mean? I mean three hundred. Yeah. I mean throwing three hundred pound of people, which we've been doing since last March, or three fifty initially, as it was. It should be back put back up to three fifty. By the way, uh, three fifty. I, I mean that for a lot of people, that's okay for those who had yeah. part time jobs. But for somebody who was used to earning seven or eight hundred a week and had a lifestyle yeah. set up around seven or eight hundred a week, so three hundred yeah. is no good.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you see, there's another. I, I agree totally, Nigel. But there's another issue with it as well. How would you actually police this? You know. Are you are you are you going to? You can't have police it, You can't, guard, you, you can't police no, it. You no. know, there's, there's, there simply isn't the manpower which. No, unless you had a guard
0: outside everyone's door. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, I mean you, you can't police it. So, I, but yeah. look, but look at the pitfalls of this. And already, I've seen some stuff online on Twitter where people are identifying somebody with COVID and inviting them to a party.
1: <laughs> and, and what's the logic behind that? Well, the that logic behind that
0: is that they get they become COVID positive, go for a test and get 500 oh, yeah. quid. And they realise, particularly yeah. young people, that COVID is a very little risk to them.
1: Yeah. You well, know what you mean? See, that, that is exactly it, Nile, you see, with, with young people. But I, I'm in my 50s and I know a lot of people in my age group and they have a very cavalier attitude to the whole thing. You know, I'm, I'm very um, conscious about picking it up myself, even though I'm not in a vulnerable Category, but uh, like I mean, I still don't want to pick it up. But I know a lot of people in my own age group, and uh, you know, they they are kind of very. Blab- now, see, a lot of people thing. might have,
0: but I mean, Tommy, you might have had it already and you didn't even know.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, a lot but, of. I
0: mean, there's been a couple of times throughout the year I've a bit of. I've had a bit of a headache or whatever. So sure, maybe that was a symptom. I don't know. Yeah, you know, but I well, didn't feel. I didn't feel grossly unwell that I had to go for a test. But the other, the other thing to look at, Tommy is here, right? This costs. This is going to cost the UK government four hundred and fifty million a week.
2: Right. Yeah, so let's say they right. did
0: this even for six weeks, right? But now yeah. you're up to three billion, nearly three billion, right? Yeah. I mean, how many lives could you save with three billion pounds sterling, right? Which is about yeah. roughly, I mean, it's a little over probably when you work it out properly calculated. It's probably about three and a half million euro, right? How many lives could you save if you put that into cancer research, stroke, you know, educating people about not smoking? I mean, you could save so many more lives that the whole yeah. thing is not logical anymore.
1: No, there's no logic at all to it. It's just totally foolish economics. You know, even even if they had that money, which obviously, as you said, they put into into far better uh, causes, you know. But I mean, you know... There's the no context
0: is- to COVID anymore. COVID, it's almost become an, a worldwide obsession. Now, I understand people are dying from it, but 16 or over, I think it's now $17 trillion worldwide has been spent, not taking into consideration the loss to economies. Seventeen trillion has been spent on COVID nineteen. Can you imagine how many lives around the world we could save with seventeen trillion dollars in third world countries? Cancer research: with third of people die of cancer in the world every year. I mean, or a third of people who die die of cancer? Can you imagine how many lives we could save with seventeen trillion dollars?
1: Yeah, I know it's been a huge cost to economies. Mm. You know, seventeen
0: trillion—that's not even comprehensible.
1: Yeah, but you see, people have an attitude and, and it's very understandable because we've been living with this for practically a year now at this stage. And initially, as you know, everybody took the whole thing seriously because we were looking at images coming from Italy of, you know, m- mass mass um, mass deaths and, and, mm-hmm. and people, people having to be transported um, to, you know miles and miles to be buried in, in army trucks and all that kind of thing so at the time there was huge fear about it but that fear isn't there anymore you know like I, I remember at the start um, and, and you would remember it as well you'd be walking along a footpath and uh, people you know, would be jumping be, out of your way yeah <laughs> you, 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 you'd either move or the, or the other person would move you know there was that fear but that fear isn't there now at the moment I, I
0: think the fear is that fear is still there with some people um, yeah. I, I do believe a lot of people have well, when I say I don't want to play it down, there are people who have died of COVID-19, there's no doubt about that, but we do realise that the, the mortality rate is not as high as we initially thought, thank God. Yeah. You know, although, yeah. you know, there's a lot of cases around the world, but okay, well you th- you think it's a crazy idea, but you understand the principle behind it.
1: Well, I... I- I can understand why somebody may have come up with an idea like that as a sort of a, a financial incentive for people who may be on low incomes or you know. Mm. As you well, say, let me people. ask.
0: Let me ask the question I asked last night. Let's say me and you were mates, right? Yes. And I, I'm self-employed, and I'm I'm an electrician, right? And I have yes. a family, three kids, wife at home, and I'm feeding them, and everything is going grand. And you get COVID nineteen, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And you're fine now. You're a bit of a cough, but you're grand, right? And you ring me and you say, listen, Niall, we were together yesterday for, you know, an old drink there outside or whatever in the back garden. um, And uh, I've just tested positive for COVID-19. And I said, Ah, Jesus, Tommy, don't tell the HSC when they ring you that I was with you. Don't put me down as a close contact. I can't afford to be off work. Please, please, Tommy, don't do that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm your best mate, right? So HSC ring, Tommy. So, Tommy, who have you been with for 15 minutes in the last 72 hours for more than 15 minutes? Yeah. Would you tell them?
1: well you, you see Niall, that is a very very difficult thing and i, I and uh, I can understand you know that case that you mentioned earlier to be honest with you, I would find it extremely difficult you know i I, I don't think I could in all fairness so you know, you, if, so you
0: wouldn't you wouldn't rat out your friend so to speak
1: i I, I, I don't think i could if, if a friend said to me that you know if he pleaded with me and that's not not for his name to be mentioned. You know, I, I don't think I could do that, You know, in all fairness. Um, no, no, uh, you know, I understand, and a lot of people would have to choose, and this is happening constantly
0: all the time, by the way, people are asking their friends who test positive not to mention their names because they may be yeah. self-employed or whatever. Yeah. But I understand that the moral dilemma somebody finds themselves in, it's either my friend or yeah. am I irresponsible for not giving their name?
1: Yeah, just on that whole thing, Niall, and, and I don't hear any talk of it at all now, but the app that we have, and I have it on my phone and I... My Bluetooth switched on. Yeah, does anybody all use the, the app time? anymore? Hmm? Does anybody actually use the app? Well well this is it. I mean I, I thought the app was supposed to ah, yeah. do this automatically. That if you know, if I was tested positive and I, I'd been with somebody maybe yesterday or the day before and they had did their app turned on and their Bluetooth mm. switched on that's what could automatically come up so then mm. I, I wouldn't be put in that position of having to if you like rest yeah. on
0: somebody I, I think the app initially had a good take up in the first week but then there was this whole thing about the security aspect of it I think it was Trinity College some expert came along and said there was issues yeah. with security on the app and all of a sudden loads of people removed it from their phone yeah. and then there was the issue with it wasting batteries on Android phones and all this so I think basically it turned out to be a disaster the app I don't think it ever really made a difference but stay there for a second let me go to Charles Charles, you're a classic kid. How you doing, Charles? How are you doing, Will? Uh Charles, okay, I mean, the idea of paying somebody to go for a test to be positive, well, if you're positive, isn't a good idea. No, have any more
3: stupid ideas can you come up with
0: for this oh. whole thing? <laughs> I know. I know. Honestly. There's a, there's a, on the scale of one to ten of stupid ideas, this is up there at Ten.
3: It's just the you're, you're, you're
0: very muffled, Charles. Is your phone in your pocket or something?
3: Sorry there, can you hear me now? I can hear you now, yeah. The absolute lunacy what's going on is just... It's beyond belief at this stage. Now, you know, like, Tommy sees the people, How many it? people do you know that's just going to say, you know what, I'm going to get down to someone that may or may not have had it, get the test done, and going to get quick five hundred euro. from mm. the way they're using the PCR test, apparently the, the cycles and stuff. Sure, everybody's shown up as being positive. Well not everybody, you know, but a large percentage. No, 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 yeah. no, okay, no, no, so, a large I, 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 I percentage. But yeah. well, I mean you don't think that people are just want to and say, Look it, it's a it's a, it's a payoff and in, in regard to the government themselves, it's a the way of just saying, Here, here's more money, should let just stay in sta stay in another few months.
0: And you're gonna have a massive amount of people who are going to keep going back and forward for repeat tests just so just so they can be positive at some point. Of course, and then you're going to see a huge increase in positive cases, of course, because more people are going to come forward to get the five hundred quid.
1: It's just,
3: it's just an end circle It's just stupidity, hmm. it's in, in my opinion. It's just I've been trying to go on the show for a few weeks now, and I'd have pretty uh, extreme views on it now, but I'm not going to go down that route. But yeah. I just think it's just it's I, 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 I hear you every day. Look, different aspects of the procedures and this and that and all, and there's no real, there doesn't seem to be any real overview of the whole thing. Like we've been the most one of the most restrictive countries in the whole of Europe. And, and yet we had the highest up. number of cases ever. And over yet Christmas. we're in the situation we're in. And we are lauded, a couple of months ago we had the lowest infection rate apparently, and we are being lauded for it. And then we, as soon as we, opened, and we didn't even open up in all season. No, we didn't. We were in tier three, tier four. And a couple of days here, a couple of days there. And people are out and they're saying, oh, it's your fault, it's your fault. Oh, well there's a lot of the blaming
0: way. going on, all right, Jim? Yeah. The, only,
3: the only thing to blame for this virus spreading is the virus itself. And that's it. I mean, I, I, it's, it's just lunacy. It's absolutely, honestly. Like, I have my own business. And fortunately enough, I it's based on an awful lot of delivery service. So I've actually, I, I've, I've walked the whole way through. I play golf and I go to gym. the gym. And, and if you, okay, well, let, let me ask you the question One, I
0: asked Tommy. If, if you were a mate of mine and you tested positive for COVID and I asked you not to give my name because I didn't want to lose out in some work and I, I felt fine. I had no symptoms, ran, and I, and I asked you just not to give the HSC my name. Would you not give them the name?
3: Of course I wouldn't. So listen, if, you, if, if i thought that, I had a right, and I gave it to you and I, and you thought you might may have had it, and you have to go and walk. All you need to do is just don't go near any vulnerable people, which you wouldn't do anyway.
0: Well, you the, well the plan government, plan, yeah, well the government will argue that if I'm in the same building as say Ashley or oh, Ruth or my boss or whatever, that there's a possibility I'll touch something, even if I'm in the studio here on my own, which I am all the time, uh, well, which, which is okay, good that
3: so, so who So who in your building is actually vulnerable, and they're going to be in a vulnerable position? Yeah, well. You know, and if they, ha- if they have a parent behind I, them. And you're right, they,
0: they, 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 and, and thankfully there's nobody in a vulnerable position, I, I don't think, in the building. But in saying that, I I could argue that, well, you know, and I know some will argue the rabbit hole theory. Well, they might not be vulnerable, they may have parents who are vulnerable, or they may have, you know, grandparents that
3: are vulnerable. Has anybody looked into the percentage chance of that, that actually happening? No, yeah, right, it's, it's probably very low. You're right, it's probably very I low. People are dying. I have um, a very close family member who is a nurse, and she's walking away now, and, she, and, the, and the, the hospitals are busy. But in the same sense, I was told three months ago beforehand when, after we when we went into the, um, the when we opened up after the first second lockdown, that the hospital was really busy. And I says, is it over to COVID? And she says, no. It's the, the reason why the hospitals are busy. Are people are coming in three and four steps down the ladder of sickness because they haven't been diagnosed? Mm-hmm. How many people are in the hospital now that are on ventilation machines and on these kind of things and on these assisted breathing machines that haven't been diagnosed for COPD or all these or haven't been treated for all these chronic illnesses that we have? And I've built up over the last nine months and now they're in the hospital because they won't look at it. And and they're because of lockdown, not because of them um, COVID. No, yeah, no,
0: no, no, I know I I know I I time and time again I've said this. Many you know, the, the cure sometimes is worse than the disease, and I get that. But Gerald, it's getting back to the, the idea of the five hundred quid payment in the UK, yeah. which will cost four hundred and fifty million a week, which is outrageous. And um, the idea of that is that a lot of people who you know have symptoms are not coming forward for tests, like you said, for example, you're self-employed, because they're afraid they'll lose a week's work or two weeks' work?
1: Oh,
3: definitely. Like, I, I, look, Noel, I've just been listening before you put me on there. If they, if they actually re-designated the money that they've wasted on yellow and re- red and black stickers and all this sort of stupidity on actually treating or setting up... They, I mean, they could have built five hospitals by now with the money they've wasted. Not in this country. Uh, you they, they, put, they, they
0: could the have built more than five hospitals. Before. Yeah. Well, yeah. and even at them, even at the three billion it costs, they could have built more than five hospitals. Economists me, well, reckon I, so far this is probably going to cost us in the region, including the damage to the economy, the damage to business, probably eighty billion.
3: Yeah, well, they, apparently they had seventeen billion put put, put this year alone, just for end um, COVID. That PPE gear and all this, yeah, and, that, and as I said, that, t-
0: that doesn't take into consideration the loss of tax returns and everything else, which we're going to see next year.
3: The long-term effects on people's health. I well, know, I know, I know, look, I know, I know, I know all that, but like, like I mean, the but other okay, but uh,
0: we're we're digressing from the topic, and we're very, we're just going generally into COVID here, and I think we all get that at this stage. But I mean, is people not coming forward for tests going to make a difference?
3: If you're asymptomatic, apparently not. Like I mean, all the all the studies seem to say that. A lot of the, a lot of the
0: studies do say that, but yeah, then again, it's hard the, to decide. The, and and I I agree with you, but it is hard to decide who's asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic.
3: No, I understand that. I totally understand that. But listen, as I said to you, if people like, what is the percentage chance? I don't think there's. I don't know. I know a lot of people live with elderly people and stuff. I have. Um, I don't want to go into my Person, but I have a I have an in laws father who's who's in the hospital at the moment. He's 82 years of age. Has COPD, and if you listen to RTE, he'd be in a box by now. He's coming out of hospital today, you know. So, I mean, he's been on light oxygen for a couple of days. So, the percentage chance of people actually dying, I know it's, listen, every death, I understand that. We, we, I, I mean, life I life. mean,
0: don't get me wrong, He, your, your grandfather, whoever it is, or, or in-law, is very lucky, because that's, that's not always the case.
3: And, no, and I'm not, I'm not trying yeah. to take away from anybody at all. I understand there's other people who are out there. Yeah. But the percentage chance of people who are asymptomatic or pleasing, they're going around. And actually, at the, I mean, at this stage, you can't, you can't avoid, avoid anything. Like, no, no, well you, can't, well, you
0: can't avoid everything. And I get that, Charles. OK, we're, we're kind of got into a general conversation there. And I didn't want to do that today. But um, I have to go into a break. Keep texting. Keep what's happening. The number's 87 travel zero eight. Tommy sees the principle behind paying the 500 quid. Charles believes it's lunacy. Uh, and just buys kind of into this whole uh, fear that he's talking about that people have which he believes by the way is an overreaction to the virus let me know what you think the number is 087-188-0008 500 quid for you to go to it for a test if you test positive that's what they're saying in the UK that's the suggestion it's a genuine plan uh, Matt Hancock has said it the environmental secretary is not ruling it out and the argument for many people is people are going to um, they're actually going to go out of their way to get COVID-19
4: will I'd never write anybody out um because at the end of the day life is life you have to work they're not paying for your mortgage they're not paying for your food they're not paying for this they're not paying for that and i'm self-employed myself as you know okay to be honest if i get it i have to work that's the way it goes unfortunately cheers pal
0: well if he gets it he has to work that's just the way it goes pal
4: no that's absolutely
3: laughable 500 quid if you test positive for coronavirus They'd be all around killing one of our coughing in each other's mouths. That is the most ridiculous idea during all this madness. But uh, it'd be just funny watching everybody going around and having like almost like chicken pox parties back from the 80s and 90s. But um, yeah... Not the first crazy idea the English have had in their history. Yeah, well, I remember remember
0: the chicken pox parties. They still go on, by the way, to to some degree. Obviously, it's not a conscious decision. But I remember that years ago, your ma would find out that a kid down the road had chicken pox and they'd nearly be rubbing you off them just to get it out of the way early in your life. Because, of course, chicken pox is probably the classic example of herd immunity. Uh, It is the most Amazing example of how wonderful the human body is at producing essentially its own vaccine and uh, producing immunity So we become immune to it, and also you know increasing our T cells as they call it. Um, and because once you get chickenpox, once you can't get it a second time. I think I think it's quite rare that you can get it a second time anyway. And also then later in life, but there's not that whole confusion? If you don't have chickenpox, you can get um, what, what's the what's the other thing you got as an adult? Shingles. That's the one. Yeah, sorry. But I, I remember I heard that if you, if you didn't have chicken pox, you can get shingles as an adult. But I don't think that's true. I think you have to have had chicken pox as a child to get shingles as an adult. And here's the crazy thing, because I know, because I got very mild shingles last year or the year before. Um, To get shingles as an adult, you have had to have chicken pox because it lives in your spine for your whole life. This is what the doctor told me. So it lives at the back where you get the shingles, which is around from your backbone to your your boob, so to speak, Um. That kind of arch that it goes around and, the, and the, the, if you normally get the rash, it'll come around there from shingles, which can be very dangerous, by the way. But it lives in the back of your spine, the chickenpox virus. That's what you tell me. Now, I don't know who that is. Maybe that's another urban myth. Uh, keep texting. Uh, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-88-0008. That's 87 8 Now, so going back to, by the way, that message that we got last night. I mean, would you, would you, if your friend asked you to do that, would you do it? Would you not tell the HSE that he was a close contact? Or would that be completely irresponsible? Uh, uh, let me go to uh, Frank, you're on Classic Hits. Frank, now, it is in the government guidelines that you must obviously tell the HSE if somebody is a close contact. You know what I mean? And you must, you know, that you, you can't lie to contact tracers. But, I mean, it, I mean, it comes down to, I suppose, your own morals. It's completely irresponsible. What would you do?
2: How are you, Noel? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I wouldn't be telling the HSC anything, Noel, to be fair. It's, it's, it's none of my concern. I mean, look, I don't get this whole quarantine business. I didn't get this quarantine self-isolating business at all. Well, the, well there's a reason
0: behind it, isn't it? It's because well, you don't guess, infect other people. That's the whole no, reason, No, well, isn't I'll, it? I'll
2: tell you, Noel. I'll tell you. Now, listen, I know, you, you know... You, whether you think the virus is serious, I know we've had this, you've had this debate now over the well, few Well, some people do,
0: some people don't, and that's, that's are, obviously people's opinions. Yeah, okay, At the end of the fine. day,
2: we are where we are. Right? I don't see, I do not see a need to sell anyone to sell personally. If I'm where, if I have COVID-19 now, and I'm sitting there with you in that studio, a metre yeah. away from you, or next to you, and I have a mask on, and you have hand sanitizer there in front of me, there's not a hope if we believe what they've been telling us all along, Noel, about the mask and the self, uh, the sanitary. Yeah, and that's hands.
0: all well and good if everybody did that. but Exactly. Yeah, but, but hang on. I was in a shop yesterday and, like, I had my mask on and everything else and there were people walking around and, yeah, they had their mask on but it was on their chin or on their mouth or on yeah. their... And, yeah. and I suppose the, the masking thing won't work if people didn't wear them properly. Oh, but we that's, what that, that, and by the that, way, that's what the government will argue. Yeah, everybody but, has a different view on it and I get that.
2: Um, and unfortunately, you Noel, know, you can't... If I was that shop that you, you spoke about there a while ago, that electrician... OK, yeah, so, OK, okay.
0: Let me let me be clear, by the way. So the government guidelines say that you must obviously tell the truth to, to contact tracers. But this was a message in from somebody last night who said he got it, he's tested positive, and his mate has begged him not to tell the HSE contact tracers that he was a close contact. Now, he says he didn't, but he felt bad about it, and he felt irresponsible, but he didn't want to lose the friendship of his mate. So, it is a kind of moral dilemma that you're put into, isn't it? Of
2: course it is. Of course it is. So, yeah, we, so,
0: well, well, what would you do, Frank, in that situation?
2: I don't think I'd tell the mate because the HSC and the government or whatever aren't paying that chap's mortgage and putting food on the table. Now, I and I, and I understand, I understand a
0: as a friend why you would make that decision. But then you have to look at other people that will turn around to you and say, but that's completely irresponsible, Frank, because then you're risking other people's lives. What, what happens if he's COVID positive, the electrician, and he runs around and goes into someone's house the next day who might be vulnerable and passes it on?
2: Okay. I spoke to one of your girls there earlier on about this. Let me just throw this out there, actually. Just... We're never going to get out of this situation, Noel, whether you think it's COVID is serious or it's not serious. As I said, we are where we are, right? Yep. The country's in lockdown. Yep. There's people losing their minds. There's people losing businesses. And there's probably people going to lose houses because with the carrying on of the banks, we know what the banks are like, Okay. They're not going to give to you you-know-what's down the road about people that's in arrears with their mortgages about any COVID, right? Yeah. So we know that. Now, no. let me just give you this, because I, I just briefly, last Saturday night, I got up out of the bed, I couldn't sleep, and I said, well, I wanted to go and get these in my the car. So I said, I went down. So I stopped off and Costa. down a thing there beside me, and I got myself a cup of coffee. And as I put my bum on the seat in the car, Noel, the, the 9 o'clock news just happened to be on and Tony Hulingham was telling us all about this new Brazilian...
0: Variant, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Now, and then I just said to myself, I said, my Jesus, that's all we need, yeah? I said, that's, that's, that's all we need now in the place, right? So anyway, I drove on down, down through Ballymoon, down Santry Lane, toward left. I get a drop of days in Colin Town there. And next the all, there's two nice guys. Hand up, where are you going? I said, I'm going to get diesel. Went up, got me diesel, oil, and I'm driving up along the airport, parallel to the runway. And what's landing there beside me now? A big, massive second Turkish airline. And I just said to myself then, it angered me. Now,
0: I know, you know, it angered you that the guards were stopping you going a few kilometers to get a bit yeah. of diesel, yeah. and meanwhile, people are coming from thousands of miles away from a different country into the into yeah. Ireland.
2: What I want to say, yeah, now, but, then,
0: but hang on, with respect, there is rules now coming into Ireland. But if you're coming from Turkey, no matter where you come from, they have to have a COVID test, a negative COVID test. Is
2: that the PCR?
0: That's the PCR test. Yeah.
2: yeah. Let me explain to you, Noel, about a PCR as the doctor only said there last week or so. Me and you go and get that 72 hours ago, right?
0: Yeah. Wait, it's, right? A, it's only valid for the moment really that you get it, isn't it? Like Definitely. I know what you're saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, but me and you arrive at the airport today, Noel. And as, as a nice girl says to you there, like, my heart went elsewhere there the other day, the girl that rang you from the airport about going over to visit someone that's... That's
0: that very unwell. Well, that's right, yeah. yeah.
2: And she was saying no one asked for proof of that test. So regardless of that, well, let's just say, Noel, me and you have that piece of paper in our hand. And 12 hours ago, on the to you, I was in contact with someone and I got COVID. It didn't show itself yet. No, no,
0: I get you. It's, it's, like, it's like an NCT, because when you go for an NCT, it just tells you your car is roadworthy at that particular moment in time.
2: Noel, yeah. a lot of people aren't going to like this now, right? Let me just say it now, because fair play to you now for bringing this issue up, I have to say. Fair play to you, because a lot of them seem to be afraid to do it. Your colleagues there earlier, of, you know, radio show was talking briefly about it, but they'd be afraid to offend people or hurt people. There's no reason, Noel, for anyone to want to go away, okay?
0: Let's go away where?
2: Go away anywhere, Noel.
0: What, to a foreign holiday, like? A foreign holiday. That's ah, it. would just stop? Every a lot of people want to go away. They do want to. It's whether they can or not is a difference. Actually, we are got off on a tangent. Stay there for a second, Frank. I want to go very quickly to Joe. Sorry, Joe. I've only got a minute. Go ahead.
4: Hi, Neil. How are you? How Joe, are
0: you, you you would definitely you think Frank is wrong, and you would follow the government guidelines. And if the HSC rang you, it doesn't matter what anybody said, you would give their name. I vote, Yeah. Right. Okay. And and why why like I, I suppose your friend would be disappointed with you in in the kind of psych, the hypothetical case that we gave earlier on. Um, you wouldn't mind if you lost the friendship of that person. You believe it's it's your moral duty, I suppose.
4: Well, the way I look at it is, right, I have uh, an underlying condition. I have asthma, right? And I think at the moment, the way things are, I think we have uh, we have to stick this thing out for as long as possible because it is getting worse before it gets better, like, you know?
0: Yeah, okay. And what do you say to people like Frank, who says he wouldn't rat on his friend to the HSC? I think,
4: well, I think he's just putting, him, put, putting himself at risk. And putting, I'm putting others, this, and putting themselves putting and others. others at risk, yeah, yeah, because be honest, like, you know, um, this virus is a lot more dangerous than what they're saying, you know?
0: It's a lot more dangerous than what they're saying.
4: I think it is, yeah. But the way they're talking, like, they're I, talking...
0: I, I, with the greatest respect, Joe, I think we, we're all of a very good idea. There's a, a fair amount of fear being promoted, so I doubt it's more I dangerous than that, they're yeah, saying.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, but, I think
0: it's I, dangerous, but I don't think it's more dangerous than they're telling us.
4: Yeah. If anything, at all get,
0: probably, probably quite the opposite. But anyway. Yeah.
4: But I, I think we still, I think we still have to be careful because you know, absolutely, we're in the, we're in the height of winter, and and it isn't the best time of the year to be picking anything up, like you know.
0: Ah, we couldn't agree with you more. Our immune systems are always shot this time of the year at the best of times. Uh, listen, I have to go to a break. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers are eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall
4: Boylan show.
1: Classic hits.